This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. All right, so we're, we're breaking down um, Romans 12. And we have Shelby Rose. And she's a member of Authentic Church. And she plays on the worship team. And we have Mary Gamboa. It is the Mary Gamboa that you hear in the commercials uh, with MaryGamboaMusic.com. Or you can... Stream her album, uh, Jealous, that uh, she just produced not too long ago. Uh, anywhere that you stream your music, any of the apps, music apps. And I'm Randy. I've been around for a little while. Um, 50 years to be exact. Um, but in Romans 12, uh, we talked about uh, being a living sacrifice. We talked about, uh, what else did we talk about? before? Worship. The- Worship, yes. Worship, what is worship? Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. What is worship? And then um, we talked about, in the last podcast, we talked about humility, and we talked about unity. And so today, um, I'm not going to read all this, the rest of the chapter, but it goes through the whole, the nine, uh, verses 9 through 23. Um, but Paul's going to talk about a, a very tough subject, and that's um, loving your enemies. And so we'll, we'll get into that. Um, let me back up to verse 9, uh, because I do want to discuss this just for a second. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard. There's that word again. And serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in, comp- in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. So there's three encouraging thoughts right there. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Because like we talked about in the last podcast, pride, you know, says, I got this. I can take care of this. And then we just keep digging the hole deeper and it gets worse and worse. And if we just be patient and let God do his thing, it'll come out right the way it should. Um, so rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. And the, the, here's the key point. Keep on praying. Don't stop praying. And it comes back to, don't you? Because we talked a little bit about this last night. Because we get discouraged. And the enemy brings discouragement. When we get discouraged, we draw back. That's just what people do. We, you know. um, and some people fall back to the point to where they get in a deep depression. I've been there and done that. That's why I have all these tattoos. Because, you know, something traumatic happened in my life at one point. About 13 years ago. And... Um, fell in deep depression and could get out of it for a, a little while and, and had to have some help. Um, but what happened, I, I drew back. Uh, God was real big because I was a pastor and you know I was involved in church and I, I was in the unity of the believers and going with God and telling people about God. And then, So he was big in my life. And then when this happened, he got real small all of a sudden because I drew back. And, and when you draw away from God, then he get you know, anything. You think about when you're traveling, and you're in a car, and you, you focus on something that's near you, but when you're driving away from it, it gets smaller and smaller until it's gone. And that's what, you know, unfortunately, the enemy likes to do. He likes to cause division. We talked about in the last podcast, discouragement. And 
he isolates us is what you brought up um, and when that happens God gets small and if we're not careful we'll walk completely away and he's gone out of our lives which is not not good and so this is this should be some encouragement to somebody to rejoice in our confident hope be patient in trouble and keep on praying do not give up on God when God's people are in need be ready to help them and always be eager to practice hospitality, which goes back to what we were talking about in the last podcast about unity. Because if we have unity in the body, we know when somebody's in need. Mm-hmm. We know when they're starting to draw back. That's what we're talking a little bit about this in, in Jesus Dudes of uh, Friday. Because um, if you got that unity, you've got that koinonia, you've got the fellowship. I mean, just like you and Chevy's relationship, you know, you're super close, you work together a lot. You are around each other a lot. You know, you know if Mary's struggling. You know if Shelby's struggling with something. Right. And so you, you don't just let them go. You, you go. You talk. You know. Hey, what's going on in your life? Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. So you have that kind of relationship. That that's where the unity comes in in the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Right. And, and what Paul was saying in the verses prior to that, when you you got these gifts, you use them to edify the body. So. Um, which goes back up to verse 9 when he says don't just pretend to love others really love them really love them mm-hmm. and I, I didn't do it but I bet if I looked those words up in the Greek I would say that's probably agape love mm-hmm. which is unconditional love which is what we got to have in the body of Christ because right. Jesus loved us unconditionally he loved us with agape love like when he was talking with Peter Peter denied him three times. They're sitting there eating fish on the, you know, on the bank of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus asked Peter three times, "Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me?" Well, in the English, that's what we say. Well, and he's saying, "Do you love me?" And Peter says, "Yeah, I love you." But that's not what's happening there, because Jesus is saying, "Do you agape me?" And Peter's saying, "Lord, you know I phileo you. I love you like a friend." And then Jesus says. You agape me. He says, I told you, I phileo you. And then finally Jesus says, do you phileo me? And Peter says, you know, Lord, I phileo you. He couldn't, he couldn't come up to the agape. He couldn't do it because he knew he messed up. Right. They knew he messed up. But Jesus, he, God, I mean, he showed that unconditional love. And, he, and, and that's the way we're expected to love one another. And it goes back when we had that unity. It's easy, really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But when pride and the haughty spirit comes in, sabotage. Sabotage. That's a good song by DC. Uh, not DC Talk. No. Uh, <laughs> Beastie Boys. <laughs> but my the versions that I've got in front of me, I've got an ESV and I've got an NIV. One says, "Love must be sincere. Hmm. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good." That's the NIV. The ESV says, "Let love be genuine." Abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. You know, that's what we desire as believers is to be genuine and authentic, sincere for people to really know that, um, not that we have a, a form of religion or rituals that we follow, but that we have a genuine love and authentic affection for people, for God first and foremost, and then for others, yeah. right? This is how we fulfill the commands. Love the Lord your God. If our vertical relationship is right, the horizontal is going to follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
when you were saying that, I was just thinking about all the stuff that's going on in our world, and it's just, it's just because I mean, Paul's talking to the church here, but, but, but again, in contrast, our world is just so divided, and you see the hatred. I mean, I don't want to bring that up. Just, you just see all kinds. Of, there's no unity. There's division. You know, the the racism, the 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 gay thing, the the. Uh, um, transgender thing that's going on and it's like our leadership in this country is pushing for all that all this division and all that you know but yet I know Paul's talking to the church here but it it boils down to when that guy came to Jesus and he says what's the greatest commandments how can you sum up the whole law and Jesus says love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength Love your neighbor as yourself, and it's a it's agape love. It's mm-hmm. he says, "Well, who's my neighbor?" And then Jesus gives him the story of the good Samaritan, and the preacher passed by, and the Samaritans over there dying. The a preacher Levite passes Levite. by, yeah, right. and they leave him over there for dead. And then this Jew comes along and says, "Well, oh, there's somebody in the ditch, and he's dying. Let me bandage up his wounds. Let me take him to the inn and pay his bill. And if." You know, if I didn't give you enough money, I'll come back and make it right. And and Jesus says, Who did that who did right there? And he said, Well the the Jew did. And Jesus says, well, You you go do the same thing. Mm. Jews did not like Samaritans. Right. They would not even step foot on Samaritan soil because they considered themselves unclean. They walked miles a long out of the way, out of the out way, of the way right, to avoid to it. To avoid it, yeah. And what and I love what Jesus says in, in John Four four, I love the King James version. He says he must needs go through Samaria mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know yeah I yeah. have to go yeah, yeah I gotta go I got a divine appointment. So anyway, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what's wrong. Hold tight to what's good. Love each other with a genuine affection. Anyway, now here we go. In verse fourteen, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. We don't understand that in America. To we do a, a little bit because we think persecution is somebody talking about us, you know. Or you know, there's there's always exceptions to this rule. There's always a little bit of persecution, but not like in other countries where it's illegal to own a Bible, where they're ripping out pages of a Bible and passing it from passing it from person to person so they can memorize the whole thing, right? Just so they can have the word mm-hmm. because they're underground. Mm-hmm. They can't have it. And so they're hiding it. Literally hiding it in their heart. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray for them that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be... And he, you got to remember who he's talking to here. There's Jews and Gentiles in this church. Right. Right. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud. There's your word, pride. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. That's the second time he said that. Don't think highly of yourselves. And now I hear you saying, and it goes back to what he just said, that you know, that pride, don't be proud. Don't be full of pride. Don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you, you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge, 
Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hung, <coughs> if your enemies are hung, oh, good grief, I can't talk. <coughs> Sorry. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. And I need my water really bad. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. <clears throat> While I drink my water, please discuss why is it important to love your enemies. I mean, what did Jesus say as he was hanging on the cross? He said, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. While we were enemies of God, while we were children of wrath, Christ died for us as the ungodly. Romans 5, 8. Right? Those, those of us, while we were far away from him, he loved us. And, and it is his kindness that brings us to a place of repentance. You know, it is the love of God that compels us. It's not necessarily the fear of what might happen or um, it, yeah, there, there are lots of other things I guess that could compel someone to to choose Christ or choose a um, belief system. but in in the biblical construct we're, we're talking about is the love of God that that compels us that's what draws us to him and if we hate those people that hate us that just begets more hate it doesn't do anything to right overturn evil with good um we're not doing that if we just join in with what they're doing but it tells us not to repay evil for evil yeah i think another verse that uh Freely you have received, so freely give. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it's, it's easy to love people that love us. Because we've been hanging out with y'all for, what, four, three or four weeks now? Five weeks? It's easy to love y'all. But, you know, I, don't, I, I really don't have any enemies. But um, it... When somebody hurts us, I mean, okay, let me back up for a second. What is an enemy? An adversary, someone who comes against you. Opposition. You wouldn't. You would not say. I don't think you would say. Would you say? Well, man, would you say that Peter is an enemy of Jesus? No, I mean he was one of the disciples, apostles. But yes. But, but we discussed yes. When when Jesus said, "Get behind me." Peter, be, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. You, you don't have in mind the things of God. You've got in mind the things of the world. All right, so back up for a second. So what, what's going on there? So Peter had just made this statement, the proclamation, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus starts talking about, well, I'm, I'm about to go die. And Peter says, you ain't going to die. We ain't going to let that happen to you. That, that's the context of, of right. when he says that. Right. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. The name Satan, the word Satan means opposition. So Jesus is telling Peter, you are in opposition to the will of God. So, did Jesus stop loving Peter? 
Never. Even when... Okay. I just had to stop. It gives me the, the willies to think about it. So, he never stopped loving Peter, right? And he told Peter, he said, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster ever crows. And you can just imagine when, when, when Peter's warming himself by the fire and, and that little girl looks up at him and says, hey, you're, aren't you a Galilean? When are you with him? And he's like, no. So this goes on three times. No, I, I'm telling you. And the third time, Peter starts cursing. I'm telling you, I don't know the... Boop, 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 boop. I don't know the man. You know, they're bleeping it all out. <clears throat> and, and all of a sudden, that rooster crows. And I think it's Luke's version of the gospel that says... Jesus turned and he looked at Peter. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that look that Peter got from Jesus? And can you imagine when Peter locked eyes with Jesus? And he's like, oh crap. It happened just like you said. Well, I cannot believe I just denied you three times. Because I just said I would die with you, but I just denied you three times. And then they lock eyes. Right. And Yet what did he do whew. when he was on the beach? Peter and Jesus? Right. He, he said, around? do you love me? Yeah. Three times. To counteract the three times of denial, denial, I want you to confirm with me yeah. three times that you love me. So go do what I've asked you to go do. Go feed my sheep. Feed my lamb. He never stopped loving him. Which again, as Jesus always did, he, he modeled what he teaches us. Right. He's the perfect, I mean, what you said when he was on the cross. And his enemies nailed him to the cross. You know the, the religious leaders and they uh, and the Roman soldiers. You know they they beat the man to a pulp. They, you, Isaiah says you can't even recognize who you know that he was a man. That's the kind of hatred they had for him, and they mocked him, put the robe on him and the scepter in his hand, and mocked him as a king. Pilate puts the sign up. You know, all hell king of the Jews. And Jesus says, "Father, forgive them. They're, they don't know what they're doing." And and so. That is the key to loving your enemies, in my opinion. That one word called forgiveness. Mm. And it's not always hard to do, but it's 100% necessary to do mm-hmm. because we've been forgiven. Right. Freely we have been given, so we have to freely give it. Right. Yeah. But unfortunately, not talking about enemies in the world, but there's people that sitting in churches today that can't stand the brother or sister that sits in the pew right behind them or right in front of them or right next to them. They're they're holding grudges from 20, 30 years ago. You know, they got in an argument or whatever. They didn't like the color of the carpet, and they, you know, I wanted green carpet and Billy over here wanted blue carpet, and they went with blue. So you know. Billy always gets his way. I don't know who Billy is, but it's just a made-up name yeah. in this example. But it, it's a lot deeper than that in a lot of churches. We hold grudges. Um, that's a dangerous place to be. Right. Jesus forgave. Jesus modeled. Love your... And Jesus... Let me look this verse up right, right quick. Matthew chapter 5... Uh, Matthew 5, 43 and 44. You have heard the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, this is Jesus talking, love your enemies, 
Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as the true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. And if you're, if you're kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect or mature, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And again, Jesus set the example. He loves them. He, you said it a while ago in Romans 5.8. While we were enemies, Christ died for us. And if it is possible, in verse 18, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it's mine to avenge, and I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. So says the man who had discord with his own brother. Remember the elders laid their hands on Because the Holy Spirit Told the elders at the church at Ephesus Lay your hands on these two men Barnabas and Saul Or Paul And send them out out. And there they go They go off into the sunset And they start churches together And what happens John Mark They come into sharp disagreement Very sharp disagreement It was very heated They part, part ways And they part ways at some point, they, they reunited. They, right. they worked it out. But it was a very heated exchange between Paul and Barnabas. But if your enemy is hungry, <laughs> feed him. Yeah. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. We were talking about this last night, about just the um, that concept, understanding that in that part of the world often um, turbans were worn as a headdress and to stay warm in the winter literally they would put burning hot coals inside the turban and so it wasn't meant to be like a ha burning coals on your head Mm." you know it was more it was meant to be a blessing a comfort a uh, a positive thing that you would heat burning coals on their head mm-hmm. so be a comfort be one who prays for those who persecutes you pray for those who persecute you bless those who curse you it takes holy spirit in us to do that you you said up i think you you said i may have said it and it may be in the last podcast we were talking about unity, but it goes back to communication. People don't talk anymore. We text or we hide behind a keyboard and beat people over the head. Can you send me that in a message? <laughs> yeah. You can put that in my email. Yeah, put that in my email. Um, but going back like to Paul and uh, Barnabas and their division, their, not division, but their, their heated exchange... They eventually worked it out. I'm thinking, is it in Galatians where Peter's sitting with the um, the Gentiles? There's Jews in the room, but when the Jews, some certain Jews show up, 
Peter jumps up from the Gentiles and goes sits with the Jews. And Paul says, I got in his face. And told him he was wrong. And told him he was wrong. Um, we don't, we don't do, we're, cause you think about the way our world, our societies right now, we, we don't do that anymore because we're afraid we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. If somebody offends us, we should be able to go and talk to them, especially our, in the church and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. It goes back to that love, that agape love. I should be able to, I mean, if Shelby did something to tick me off, I should be able to say, hey, that hurt. And, and this is how this made me feel. And we should be able to discuss it. And, you know, I shouldn't come, I should come to you in love and, you know, in a peaceful manner, not, that hurt! <laughs> you know, and you start going off on you. And, you know. Stomp her toe just to make her feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, cause that causes even more division. Right. Don't repay that evil for evil. But, um, Right. What does Matthew say as far as when when there are divisions among us? When somebody has wronged you, what does it say to do? Go to that brother, one that one. sister, one-to-one. See if you can work it out. Discuss. If you can't work it out, bring somebody else with you to address it. So you got witnesses. Yeah. And then if it, it can't be worked out, then off you go. Yeah. <laughs> or bring it, bring it to the whole church, right? Yeah. So that... Um, so these, this is the way that we're supposed to address discord amongst ourselves um, rather than repaying the evil. Well, let me tell you about what Shelby did to me. That's what we unfortunately do too many times. Right. We, we sow discord in the, in, the, in the brotherhood. Well, and I've, I've quoted lots of times in the last several days, you know, the wounds of a friend are faithful. You know, if we um, if we speak truth to each other, sometimes that hurts. You know, the the word of God is useful for teaching, correcting, training, and righteousness. Right, so that the, the man of God sword. is thoroughly equipped for every good work. But sometimes that word corrects, and none of us love correction. Right, we don't love discipline. But we know that we're loved if we are disciplined. Hebrews tells us that. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, sometimes even in the body of Christ, we have to be okay with receiving a word of correction from somebody else. I've had several of those in my walk with the Lord, and I totally love and respect the people who have brought it. It wasn't always easy to hear, and I didn't always love it initially. My, my flesh certainly didn't love it. Yeah. But when you know that it's out of a heart of love and wanting people to walk right, then, then you can respect that and, and not repay evil for evil or what we, what we interpret as evil. Um, and, and don't become so offended that we're unteachable. You have a thought, I can tell. I do, and I, I had written down the wrong verse, so I had to look at it real fast. Let me make sure this is right. Hebrews twelve fifteen. Look after each other so that um, none of you fails to receive the, the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Root of bitterness? The root of bitterness what? is a dangerous... I don't have a root of bitterness. 
I'm just never going to forgive Sister Red Lips yeah. for what she said. Or Billy for getting blue carpet <laughs> instead of green. No, that's... <clears throat> I, don't, I, I, think we, I just think a lot of people in the church miss this. They want to hold on to, the, to you know, the hurt, the, the pain, and, you know, that their enemy or somebody, not really an enemy, it could be, be a family member, it could be a, a loved one that hurt them and did something to them. Terrible. You know, God forbid, but um, if, and if we're not careful, we let that root of, of bitterness, and a root, you know, what does a root do? A root goes down deep, 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 deep. You know, like that lady, when we were doing her yard work yesterday, and she was like, I want to get rid of those shrubs and those shrubs. And, and I'm like, we would have to hook up a four-wheel drive to that and pull that out of the ground to do that. So we just, you know, we cut them all the way down to the ground. Why? Because that the roots go deep. We just can come over there with a, you know, a shovel and start digging and, and pull that out. We would have to wrap a chain around that bush and pull it. Why? Because the roots are so deep right. and strong. And they grab a hold. Bitterness and unforgiveness become like that. Right? Yeah, and and you see that, and 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 it goes back to what Jesus was saying about the beam in our eye. He says, "You leave your gift at the altar, and you go make that right. Then come back. And then come back and, and worship. But we we just cover it up. We 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 forget that part. We just we're going here. I am to worship. <laughs> here I'm to bow down." I know I can't stand this guy over here, you know, so. <laughs> but love me anyway. Forgive my sins, there are many. I want to be with you in heaven someday. <laughs> yeah, I totally just made that up. Right. But that's what we do though, right? Right. Right. What was you going to say? You have thought. No, I mean, Jesus tells us that if anyone has wronged you, um, you have to forgive that person, right? You have to forgive so that you will receive forgiveness. That's huge. It, right? I mean, it, the Lord's Prayer says, you know, forgive others. Um, Lord, let me forgive others as much as I have been forgiven, right? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm-hmm. Okay, depending on which version, you know, forgive us our debts or forgive us our sins as, as we forgive those who trespass or sin against us. If I don't forgive others, oh, I won't be forgiven. I don't know about you, but I need a whole lot of forgiveness. Yeah. It's, it's good. We'll end with this. You can comment on this. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Paul says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Well, he's talking to Christians here. Get rid of that? Get rid of that. Throw it away. So does that mean that Christians can have that? Huh? Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, Harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, you mentioned kindness, I think, in the last podcast. I can't remember what the context it was. But instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, and here it is, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, forgave you. has forgiven you. That's key. You said it just now. 
We've been forgiven, therefore we are to forgive an enemy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when Paul said, we don't know about persecution, there's churches all over that do know about persecution. We read about persecution in Acts. And James was beheaded. Paul, when he was Saul, was going from house to house and breaking up homes. I mean, you, you ever think about that? I, I talk about this a lot when I was breaking down the book of Acts. You can go back and listen to those podcasts sometime when you have time. But the children in those homes were watching their parents disappear. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, they had extended families. So they were watching grandma and grandpa who follow the way Jesus been ripped out of the home. I mean, some of those kids could have been left orphan, you know, as, as orphans. Right. Because their parents are being hauled off to jail and some of them are dying, being tortured. And I'm supposed to forgive that guy? Mm-hmm. You remember what Ananias said when Jesus showed up and says, Hey, Ananias, there's going to be this dude coming to your house. Right. His name is Saul. Oh, what, Saul? That dude is a bad, bad dude, Jesus. I don't think I want him to come into my house. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, no, no, he's cool. He, he's with us now. Oh, okay. Right. So when he shows up, he's going to receive his sight. You're going to baptize him. And he's right. going to be on that fire for me. And he's going to be the one being persecuted for my sake. Because he's going to go and take the gospel to the Gentiles. And so now here's the guy being, that was, was the persecutor. When, when Stephen was being stoned, there's Saul. They're throwing their coats down at the feet of Saul, which is a place of authority. This dude was in a place of authority as a Pharisee. And um, he's there at the stoning of Stephen. He's enjoying watching this man get pelted with stones. He was wreaking havoc on the church when he has his encounter with Jesus. He's on his way to Damascus to even persecute more mm-hmm. Jesus followers. And now he, in turn, is the one being persecuted. And here he is saying, hey, I've been forgiven, so I'm going to show forgiveness. I'm loved by Jesus, so I'm going to show love. The man knows what he's saying. He knows what he's talking about. I, who am the chief of all sinners, was shown mercy so that in me Christ might display his unlimited patience. I think that's why he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament and his letters are so powerful. Because the man knew what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. He lived it. He lived it. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Do not overcome. Do not be overcome by evil, evil, but overcome evil with good. Good. I'm done. You have anything else? I think that's about it. Shelby? Well, thank y'all. We'll have to do this again on down the road. All right. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grounded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.